Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and I'm happy you're here. We get together about twice a week to chew on God's word and share that with you on your car ride, your jog, your uh, dishes that you're doing, your vacuuming. I could go on and on and on, but I'll spare you that. This week, we've got Sean Duncan with us. Hello, Sean. Hey, man. Welcome back. Thanks. So, Sean, we've been doing a little Q&A. Yeah. And uh, guess what? What? I got another one. Okay. Sounds good. Sean, this next question. What is the church? Okay. And how do we engage with it in light of what the church is? What is the church? How do we engage with it? Okay. So the church of Jesus. I'm going to answer in a handful of ways. Okay. So the church is the people of God, the body of Christ, and the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's what the church is. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the phrase church, when you read it in your Bible, it's translating a word, a Greek word, ecclesia. So that, that other church in town that's called ecclesia, like they're not like, they didn't come up with that word. It just, <laughs> it, that word ecclesia, it just means gathering, like yeah. gathered ones. It, it means to be gathered together. So in a practical sense, like the idea of an, of, of an ecclesia is just a gathering. So yeah, there's lots of gatherings out there, but that doesn't have the theological implications. So any gathering is not a church. Mm-hmm. So I want to like create the distinctions about what a church is for Two or us. more gathered. That's a great reference and a really horrible interpretation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Of it, you buster. But we, you. we could probably talk about that because they sell at Hobby Lobby. Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So the church is the people of God, mm-hmm. the body of Christ, the temple of the Holy spirit. There is the universal church and there is the local church. So I want to distinguish those first. Mm -hmm. The universal church is all believers of all time united in Christ. So that includes Christians who are currently alive. Mm -hmm. That includes Christians who have died and who are in the presence of the Lord. Uh, That includes saints of the past. It includes saints of the future. It includes saints of the presence of the present. All believers of all time and all place are the one church. There's only one church mm-hmm. of Jesus. So that is the universal church. Um, then the word Catholic, uh, <laughs> it, it just means universal. Right. So the denominate, the, the church government, Catholic Roman Catholic church, like that's a church governments, but they're using a word, a Latin word Catholic. That mm-hmm. means universal. So, the Catholic church is in, um, I think the apostles creed, the right. cat word. They're just referring to the universal church, not the Roman Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Worth so, pointing out. Though. Yeah, it is worth pointing out. So there is the universal church. That is the body of Christ. Jesus only has one body and he is the one head of that body. Um, the local church is, is the local expression of the universal church. Mm-hmm. So each local church is fully the body of Christ lacking nothing, not a part of the body of Christ. Uh, it's not like UFC is like a pinky finger. And then yeah. the church down the road is the, the ring finger. And then we're all comprising the one body. No, each local church is the full expression of the universal church lacking. No thing. Jesus only has one body and each local church is that one body mm-hmm. of Jesus. So the local church, um, while the universal church is only believers, of all time, all place. The local church um, may include 
non-believers in it mm-hmm. be, simply because the door is open and non-believers can come in or because someone might think that they're a Christian and they're, they're wanting to be like members of that gathering, but they're just not believers. So, but the ones who really are the local church are the ones who have been sealed with the spirit because they believe the gospel. They believe that Jesus has lived for them, died for them and risen again. So in each local church, that's the people of God. Mm-hmm. And that's also the body of Christ. Meaning uh, each person uh, of that local church, they are members who belong to one another. They are members of a body and they have um, resources, skills, um, benefits that other people need and vice versa. How can the pinky toe say to the hand, I have no need of you. And how can the eye say to the nose, I have no need of you. And how can the arm say to the legs, I have no need of you. Like that can't be done. Mm -hmm. Members of a body need all the members of the body. So God has uniquely gifted each person that is in his church um, with, with unique contributions um, to where every single one matters. Now, some of them are more honorable and some of them are more dishonorable, but the ones that are dishonored are covered by the, those who are honorable mm-hmm. and exalted. So I've been saying a lot. Church is the people of God, the body of Christ, meaning he's the head. He's the, Jesus is the one who's in charge. He's the authority. He's the one who nourishes the church. He's the one who grows the church. And the church is also the temple of the Holy Spirit. So as Christians, every single believer is sealed and indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Indwelling is like temple language. Mm-hmm. You become a mobile tabernacle yeah. when you become a Christian. It's amazing. Um, that's an, on an individual level. But collectively, we are being built together into this, this living temple where every time we gather together as the church, the Spirit is present and dwelling among us. So when non-believers come in, it's like they are going into the temple and they're encountering the living God. So I just said, when we gather as the church. So here's where we should like distinguish yeah. things. Yeah. Um, a local church, which is the full expression of the universal church. A local church is not simply a group of Christians gathering together. Mm-hmm. There are some core distinctives. The local church uh, has been given, has been commissioned with the um, with the Lord's Supper and with baptism. Those are called ordinances. It's the authority of the church to be um, to be a, like officiating those things. Baptism is the visible sign of internal faith for the one being baptized, but it is also the doorway into the church. Mm-hmm. It's where someone is saying, I believe what you believe. And it's the church saying, we believe you believe what we believe. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome in. So the church dunk. is, yeah. And you dunk them in. And so the church is bringing them in through mm-hmm. baptism and then the bread and the cup, the Lord's supper, that is a, a covenant sign. And it's, it's saying I am continuing to participate in this, in this covenant baptism and communion are only ever associated with local churches in the new Testament. There's one exception and that is the baptism of the Ethiopian eunuch. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because he's going to a place where there is no church. Mm. So as he's going back to Ethiopia, 
he asked Philip, he's like, what's stopping me from being baptized right now? And Philip was like, yeah, you're totally right. Let's baptize you because he's going back as the church in Ethiopia. <laughs> you um, are it. <laughs> yeah. All other accounts of baptism uh, if through Acts uh, and then in, in the epistles, it's happening in the local church or it's establishing the start of a local church. Mm-hmm. So a local church is the ones who administer baptism, also administer communion. Uh, they center around the head, which is Jesus Christ, who is the divine word. And they do so through gathering around the preaching of the word. And they are le- led by God's, um, by God's under shepherds, which are called elders yeah. or pastors. Um, so all those elements are involved in what a church is. So good fight is a ministry of a church but the good fight, our college ministry is not a church, mm-hmm. even though we get together and we preach and we worship. And a lot of us are Christians. We're not a church because we're not doing baptism. We're not doing communion. And we don't have um, a, a governance of author- of under shepherds in authority over us. I mean, we do, but it's the UFC's right. elders. Yeah. Um, so parachurch ministries are not churches. Uh, a Bible study with a few friends are not churches. Um, but the moment you start, taking communion and baptizing, you're acting like a church. Mm. And those are church distinctives of a true church. Now, true churches, false churches, there's like a big range um, within a true church of like healthy and unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, But false churches deny the faith. Mm -hmm. That's like the core distinct. A false church denies the doctrine of the Old and New Testament. So a church is thoroughly biblical. And if they're not, they might call themselves a church, but they're not a church. Right. Yeah. So that's what a church is. Okay. Anything in there that we were like, I'm I'm not a little confused on that or. No, I think that was all really good. You touched on what distinctly is unique about a church and um, all of that. And I appreciated that. So what. So I'll I'll put it into one simple sentence again with everything we've said now. The. The church is the people of God, the body of Christ, the temple of the Holy Spirit gathered under the preaching of the word and the leadership of the under shepherds while administering the sacraments of baptism and communion. Ordinances. Yep. Yep. Uh, a sacraments, not as a sacrifice sacraments as in a sacred act. Oh yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. So for the average person who walks our doors on a Sunday, mm-hmm ideally, Mm -hmm. what would you want them to understand when they walk through the doors? When they walk through the doors that although church might feel exceedingly ordinary, it is extraordinary. There are some things that you can only experience if you go to church, baptism, Mm -hmm. communion. You can't experience those things other places. And if you are experiencing other places, whether they call it or not, that's not baptism and communion. Yeah. It's just not Mm -hmm. because those are ordinances of the church. Um, so those things don't save you in the sense that they justify you, but they, they do in the sense that they sanctify you. Mm-hmm. God is, has presented means to his people to sanctify them, to make them more holy, to conform them into the image of his son. Every time you take communion, you're remembering the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the blood shed on your behalf. You're confronted with your own sinfulness and your need of a savior. Every time you witness baptism, you're seeing the gospel on full display, the beauty that you yourself as a Christian have died to sin and been resurrected to new life. There are so many commands in the Bible that you simply cannot obey if you don't go to church. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
you know, all like the one another commands, love one another, forgive one another. All those commands are given in the context of a local church. <laughs> uh, so I know, I know it's really easy to, to read those and be like, oh, I should just forgive like everybody in my life and be, be humble around everybody and be patient with everybody. And it's like, on one hand, yeah, you should. Cause you're, you're being renewed by the spirit. Mm-hmm. But when you're reading those letters, like when you're reading Ephesians and you read Ephesians chapter four, verses one through three, Ephesians chapter four, verses one through three are written to the people in the church in Ephesus to do with each other. So it's like written to me, Sean. Yeah. But it's like, if you took those commands, those imperatives and you applied them everywhere, but the local church, Mm -hmm. you've totally missed the point. Yeah. The way you love one another people will know that you are my disciples. You know, Jesus' words in uh, in book of John. He's talking about the way Christians love Christians, mm-hmm. not the way you love like other people in general, but the way Christians love Christians. And that is witnessed in the local church. And you do that in the local church. Uh, furthermore, the confession of sins, the the rebuke from, from people for your sin, like that stuff is happening in the church. You miss so much mm-hmm. if you don't do it. Um, so through very simple practices, God really transforms us. So to the, I want to speak specifically, I, I doubt someone who's listening to this podcast is this person, but if you're listening to this podcast and you come to church once or twice a month, if you wanted to get in really good shape and you went to the gym just once or twice a month, would you actually get in better shape? No. <laughs> what if you went once or twice a week? Would you get in better shape? No. It is consistency. Mm-hmm. If you show up to church once or twice a month, you are hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. You are stunting your growth. You are just perpetually reminding yourself of the growth that you want to have, but seemed like you cannot obtain. Growth is slow. The metaphor in scripture is bearing fruit. I've never seen a tree bear fruit overnight. Yeah. <laughs> it takes time. So settle in, show up to the extraordinarily ordinary event of church and see what God might do in your life over the course of the next 10 15, 20 years. If you are very consistent, God will be very faithful to mm-hmm. that consistency. It's amazing. Yeah. You just got to show up. Yep. Good stuff, Sean. What an encouragement for what it means to be a part of God's universal and local church mm-hmm. and how to participate in that. Yep. And uh, I must say, one of the things that's remarkable to me is how accessible it is apart from the regenerative work of the Holy Spirit and all Mm -hmm. those things. But when you say that it is extraordinarily ordinary, Mm -hmm. I think there's a real beauty to that. Yeah. That we can show up, be human Mm -hmm. beings, interact with certain ways. We don't have to be someone we're not. Yeah. And, um, and God shows up and he works in his people. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, you believe that Jesus lived a perfect life, that he died a death for sin, specifically your sin, and that he conquered your sin and death, in his resurrection. If you believe that, if you're a regenerate believer who has believed the gospel, you belong to the church. Mm-hmm. In Ephesians chapter two, everybody loves this. You know, <laughs> it says that God has made us alive together mm-hmm. with Christ Jesus and seated us at the right hand of God. <laughs> God has made you alive together. You already belong to the church, Ship both the universal and the local. So now you just lean in to the reality that is already true about you. It's not that you need to become a part of the local church. You are a part of the local church. It's just whether or not you've been 
attending. Yeah. Been faithful. To yeah. It. So, so show up to the reality that is already true about you. So good. Listener, hopefully you're encouraged. And, and I want to remind you and encourage you if, if you have people in your life who maybe uh, struggle with these things or we answer a question, I want to encourage you to, to send them a link to the podcast. That's, you know, this is primarily a ministry to our local body here at UFC, but in ways that you see fit and maybe appropriate, make this a resource to people who have these questions or are struggling with, uh, for instance, attending the local body of which they are a part of if they're believers. So Sean, thank you so much for coming. You bet. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And listener until the next episode. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor and make disciples.